0: Hi, it's Thursday, August thirteenth, two thousand twenty. Welcome to Oscar Mike Radio on video. Video has not killed the radio star, knocked on my radio star, but um, it's just me tonight. So I've had a really good slew of interesting guests, people who are are advocating, trying new things, trying to move their goals forward. It's been great, but now you're just stuck with uh, yours truly tonight. Happy to be here and really happy as always to uh, shout out to my sponsors, Joyce Asak of Asak Real Estate, uh, Mark Holmes of Reaper Detailing and Power Washing, and Sean Schubert of Red Seal Martial Arts. I appreciate their support and they advocate on behalf of veterans And they can take care of you like they've taken care of me and other people. Check them out. So I want to start off tonight with uh, something that may or may not be obvious to you. Um, We'll see. You may notice that in this video, I'm, you know, in my Oscar Mike radio shirt. Made by Authentically American. 100% USA made all proceeds going back to veteran service organizations, but I'm wearing a Kansas City Royals hat. And you might be asking yourself, why is he doing that? Maybe you don't care. Maybe you're hanging on the last thread of suspense, wanting to know why. Well, here's why. Uh, in number 200, when I interviewed uh, Mistress Carey. For um, you know her show and podcast and how she's advocated for veterans. One of the things that's happened with her uh, show and her movement is this thing called the family. And I'm a member of one of the families that's out there, and uh, one of the other members is in Kansas. He's from Rhode Island. His name is David, and he, you know I wore my other Kansas City Royals hat. He's like your Royals hat. I said, yeah. It's like, it's a nice hat. It says, actually tight, man. He's like, well, what do you mean? I said, I I have a large head. Uh, And and this hat is a seven and seven eights. And if you know anything about hats at all, uh, that's pretty large. But I actually need a size eight. So he sent me a size eight fitted hat that is, for the first time in a very, 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 very long time in my life, extremely comfortable, extremely comfortable. And I kind of wanted to uh, wear this in his honor tonight. Uh, he, he didn't even ask for the shipping to be refunded. I'm going to do something special for him, but I just want to say thanks, Dave. Um, my cranium size and dimensions have been a constant source of frustration and consternation uh, growing up. In the Marine Corps especially, it was a source of amusement and wonder to my fellow Marines and the uh, command who commanded me because they had to get me special stuff sometimes. And, you know, I'm reminded of my head when I put my motorcycle helmet on. I wear a 4X, that's right, one, two, three, four xl motorcycle helmet. So it's just cool to put one of these on tonight and be comfortable. And I think it looks... Awesome. I, I really do. And I'm happy baseball is back on. And I, I just am blown away that uh, Dave did this for me. So thank you very much, Dave. I'm, I'm going to do something special for you. We've got to figure that out. And just want to give you a quick shout out and, and just kind of remind people that you, know, you never know what's going to happen when you listen to a podcast, somebody else's podcast or show. And this is one of those cool, great things. So thank you very much. So, seeing as it's just me tonight, and I have no problem with that, I thought it'd be good to kind of revisit my military story. Now, the last one I did was about swim call. And uh, that was pretty funny in some regards for, for some of us, and not so funny for others. It was always interesting in swim call that the, the guys that could run like you know, gazelles, run like deer, run forever. And the lieutenants and the staff and CEOs, the drill instructors were just fawning over his runtime. Oh my God, sir. He has a 1758 runtime for the three mile. Oh, he's going to go far. He's going to go far. Put those same guys in the pool and they sink to the bottom like rocks. And it's the slow guys who are like turtles on land, who are just going through the water like, fish like an orca just laughing their asses off as they you know watch the the the, the fast runners you know splash and sink to the bomb a couple of times so I was thinking about the next phase of my military story before I graduated boot camp and I'm like oh yeah 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 I need to talk about the Reaper right and this goes out to all my fellow uh, Paris Island Marines who take no shortage of pleasure in reminding us uh, West Coast Marines, Hollywood Marines, soft Marines, you know, city Marines, that we really didn't have it that tough in boot camp because Paris Island is the real place where the Marine Corps was born and where real Marines are made. So I started thinking about this and I'm like, okay, you know, they have, they're in a swamp with mosquitoes and bugs and sand fleas. And I get it. It's hot. It sucks. But Paris Island Marines, people who join the Air Force or the Navy or even the Army, don't deal with something that San Diego Marines like myself dealt with. And it's these cute little things called hills. And you might be saying to yourself, well, what's the big deal? You know, a little hill there, a little hill hill there, here, there. Wow. Um, what's the big deal? And I am like, well, first of all, the, these, these were hills, but they weren't like little hills you go sledding up and down. I mean, these were long marches up and down, and all through second phase, you got to play with hills, and it was a very effective way to um, weed out the chaff, and, you know, we were, you know, I I went in the the summer, right, so I, I didn't have heavy gear, but my you know, the packs weighed about 55 pounds when you had your your rifle and your, your other stuff and your shelter half and, and your flat jacket. I mean, it was your body weight plus about 70 pounds extra. And all of a sudden going up and down hills got very unfun. In fact, going up was bad enough, but I'll tell people to my dying day that going down actually sucked worse because the weight on your back made you go faster and you're constantly trying to keep from, you know, stepping into a hole or to, um, you know, where the tires went or, or whatever. And you you know, you're, you're trying to keep up. It just, just stunk. And when you got to San Diego, one of the things that kept being thrown out to you was this, this hill at the end of second phase called the Reaper fear the reaper and, and you didn't in this the fear of the unknown, right? You didn't know what that thing was like. Right. And all your, your, all my drill instructors said, and other guys who, you know, I met later. said the same thing is they also the same thing. You weren't a real Marine unless you could climb the reaper. So if they took you on the hump and you went up the reaper and you didn't make it up you know legend had it that they were going to push you back at the very least or make your life a living hell at worst so it behooved you to get in shape stay in shape and get the mental fortune to go up this thing and I'm like oh because you, you know you go to Camp Pendleton for second phase, like we get in the buses and you go up there and you go to the uh, the squad bays and you could see in certain parts of the ocean from you know where you were and it's kind of this real messed up thing where you're seeing this natural beauty but getting your ass kicked twelve hours a day too. It's just just it's just great. It's fantastic. And they start off with these series of humps. Um, you know, every, I think for the four weeks we we're up there, we'd have a hump every week. And the first one was like three miles and it wasn't exactly like a little walk. It was more like a, um, controlled run. <laughs> and I am like, the, the, I mean, I mean, I, I, I never laughed at grunts ever again when I got a taste of what they had to do every day. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> this is not fun. Uh, and then the next week was a five miler. And then the seven miler, and then we did a twelve mile, I think, and that that one ended with the Reaper. And if I'm off with the with the uh, distances, sorry, it's been a while, but there were four of them that I remember, because the the seven miler is we got back to the main squad bay area, and we thought we were done, and the captain, he was the captain of our you know section at the time, you know over all the other platoons took us for another three miles just to reinforce some mental toughness. It was great. Oh, it was wonderful. Loved it. So we're doing the last hump, uh, last week of, of, second phase and, you know, you didn't want to be in a platoon that, you know, f- had people falling out. Everybody had to finish and, In your platoon, you did not want to be the very last one in platoon up the mountain. So, I'm like, okay, this is going to be fun. Let's just do this thing. And, you you know, here we go. So, come to find out later, this is a... um, Hill or foothill or mountain, I don't know the exact geological term for it, but it's 700 feet from the bottom to the top. So about two and a half football fields, which doesn't sound like a lot until you get to the bottom and look up and realize that you can't see the top from the bottom. And it's steep. And I am like, okay, uh, we are not in Kansas anymore. So we do our hump, we do our hump, we do our hump, and, and you know, the drill instructors are like, look, we're all gonna stay together, we're all gonna do this. This is how you do it. You're gonna, you know, get to the bottom of the hill, we're gonna, we're gonna break, water up, and then go do this thing. You know, uh, they, they want to make sure we could, you know, like 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 a like a quarter mile before we went up, they they, they stopped told us, hey, you know, we told you all first phase, second phase, pump your arms, lean forward, and do not stop. And I'm like, this is big, right? Because, you know, again, you know, legend had it that if you did not get up this thing, you were not graduating um, Marine Corps boot camp. They would find a way to wash you out, is what we were told, or... You know, depending upon what happened, your life was going to be miserable for the next five weeks. So at the bottom, you know, you got your Alice pack. You know, that's the pack we had. That's what we were issued at the time. You get it cinched tight to your body. You've got the flat jacket on. You're, you're, you've drank, you know, two canteens of water. It's about a half gallon of water. You're, you're ready to go. And we get there. And so the senior DI was at the front and then the, the next the, the assistant drill instructor was was kind of in the first third with the um other two you know bringing up the rear and watching the middle and and we got going and, and very quickly it's like whoa uh and I'm just doing this from memory but I just remember okay the, the first like you know a couple of feet weren't that bad and then you, you, you it, it kind of went like this you kind of Start off like this, it leveled out, then it started like this and leveled out, and then it went like this for a long time. And you're literally, you know, lean over so far that you're kind of not really walking up, you're using your hands and your feet to move up this 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 mountain, man. And I understood then why they told you do not stop, because once you get the momentum to get up this thing, uh you did not want to quit. Stopping was akin to, you know, bad things happening because if you stopped and, you know, got a cramp or decided that it was too hard, going down wasn't fun because there's people coming behind you and you you didn't want to, you know, be in their way, which happened like, you know, we're, we're going, you know, 2,125 our platoon, 2125 golf company, we're 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 all we're all we're all doing it man we're first staying together the, the drs are pretty happy you know they're not yelling at us too bad and there's another company ahead of us and there's like a drill structure with like three guys who are stopped and you know we're starting to pant because all of a sudden we slow down and so the you know our, our seniors like go around them go around them just do not stop do not stop do not stop and i'm trying not to freak out because i'm like I made the mistake of looking behind me like this, and I'm like, wow, that's a long way to the bottom of the, of the, of the thing because, you know, um, a story in a building is about 11 feet tall. So if you're going up 700 feet, that's, you know, the equivalent of a 70-story building. It's, it's, it's a long way down if you roll down or have to go back down, and, and you did not want to walk back down that hill while other people were going up. So at that point, I'm like, I just don't care. You know, I'm with my bros. You know, you know, we're all like, you know, yelling, yeah, we got this, we got this. You know, we're we're shouting all this stuff, and we're getting all moto. You know, two thousand one hundred twenty-five platoon, you raw. You know, senior drill instructor, we're we're right there. You know, and, and you know he's, you know, they're they're because because I'm I'll, I'll, I'll right, we we did all right. we we did all right. We had nobody fall out. We, we all didn't stay together. There was like, by the time we were done, there was like four groups that were kind of like spread out because of just it's hard to keep, you know, 40 guys in in the same space as you're going up something like that. But the fact of the matter was we all finished within seven minutes of each other. So the first group got up and then I was like in the, because of my short legs, I was more towards the rear of the uh, platoon when I, when I marched in, in drills. So I was at the back with a lot of other people and, you know, I wasn't the, we went the very last group, but we, you know, not, there were no stragglers. There were no stragglers. We were, we were just, it's like a daisy chain that kind of gets spread out. And I was in like the, the, the second to last group, you know, came over the hill and I was, I, I was absolutely, I mean, ecstatic. It's, it's one of the few times in my life where I'm like, you know what, you know that you've done something. It might be you just picking a pack and, you know, physically going over an objective, but you get up that thing and you realize that that you had the mental and physical toughness to do it. And, you know, it was really cool because when we all got up there, our our, our senior and all the drill instructors kind of for like five minutes, kind of eased off the gas of being just complete, you know, jerks, a-holes and, you know, Hardcore for just five minutes and congratulate us on a job well done. We finished the hump, you know, went back to the squad bay and then got thrashed for, you know, just normal part of the day. You know, hey, <laughs> my wife yelled at me before I came to work, so I'm going to thrash you guys. And that's just, you know, kind of how it went. And, you know, we all like, you know, got over it and did it, but uh, it, it was really kind of a cool experience once you got over that hill. Uh, and I say cool because, again, you, you go to, um, You know, the Navy boot camp, they don't have anything like that. Coast Guard doesn't have anything like that. The Air Force certainly doesn't have anything like that. I don't know if the Army, any of the Army boot camps are in what you would call a mountainous or hilly region. Um, I don't know, but I don't think there's anything quite like that. I don't think they ask you to hump seven to 10 miles and then go up something like that and then hump two miles back to your, your squad bay. I don't think that's done. And the Paris Island Marines who love to sit there and tell us Hollywood guys and San Diego Marines how soft we are. You know, I don't see you all saying, you know, hey, let's get together a section hump and go out to Camp Pendleton and go up the Reaper sometime to see what it's like. I've never heard of a Paris Island Marine offering to do that. So until you all do, I don't want to hear it. It's a very singular, unique experience to San Diego Marines who go to boot camp at MCRD. And, you know, those of us who make it, you know, all of us for, for a brief moment in time, we're like, wow, we, we, have accomplished something because you get to the top and you turn around and look about at the bottom. And there's like these small characters, you know, like ants going up the anthill And you realize, holy moly, that's a long way up, man. It's a long freaking way up. And so it's just really, really cool to to be a part of that. And then, you know, thinking back when I get sentimental, when that happens, I'm like, wow, there's not very many people in the world who do that in in the military. You you know, I'm sure there's, there's countries that have, they're training in the mountains and that's one thing, but as far as like, you know, initial basic training or some kind of in-doc training for military service, uh, there's not a lot of that. Now I know the special forces train the mountains all the time. That's one thing, but, but not, not like this. And then I got some real respect for, uh, you know, O three eleven, 311 MOS, the ground state infantry. When I went to MCT, and, uh, you know, I thought I was pretty you know badass doing that until you go to SOI uh, um, School of Infantry right next to where MCT, Marine Combat Train. So everybody who goes through boot camp at the time, if you were not a um, infantry grunt MOS, you went to Marine Combat Train because every, every Marine is supposed to be a rifleman. And if you were in infantry, you went right to SOI, which is School of Infantry. So, you know, we're doing our humps through the hills. And, you know, they weren't as bad as, you know, uh, the, the Reaper and boot camp. But, you know, they, they weren't easy either. But we saw, you know, I, I saw infantry, you know, trainees doing stuff. I'm like, they got up to the top of that hill somehow. And that looks like it's higher than what it was in boot camp. So all I gotta say is you know, much respect, much respect because helping that pack uh takes a toll on your body, it uh can be a brutal exercise in mental toughness and and what's required to you know stay in formation can be just as tough as actually fighting. So, you know, much respect. But for anybody out there who's watching this, if you got any uh, you know comments about your time at San Diego. That's great. If you're a Paris Island Marine who actually came back and, um, you know, ever tried humping in Camp Pendleton, I'd I'd like to hear what your, your thoughts were. And yes, I hear about the sand fleas and yes, I hear about the swamps and the alligators and the bugs and the snakes. Hey, we had snakes out there in Camp Pendleton too. And, you know, we were told if you run across a snake, let it bite you. You can't kill the snake it's government property. So let the snake bite you, and then we'll take care of you. Look, I lived in Louisiana for I went in the Marine Corps, and, you know, I was raised the a very um, black or white view of a snake trying to bite me. If I couldn't run away, I was supposed to kill it. So I just figured if I ever came across a rattlesnake in the wild, that's just one thing I'm not going to sit there and tell the, uh, the first sergeant about. I'm just going to get a rock, take care of business, and keep on walking. Government property or not, which I was government property too, so I never figured out why the snake mattered more than me. But anyway, so uh, yeah, I'll have some, I, I've had some pictures going through the video as I'm talking about the Reaper. Uh, it, it is part legend, part folklore for the Marine Corps, and part reality. And, and for me at the time, uh a pretty special moment in, in my life. And certainly um, something that a lot of people don't get to do. So uh, that's it for um, this one. I hope you're having a a fun time as we wind down through August and get closer to Labor Day. Um, You know, just a merch alert, like you've been seeing, you know, shirts are available, and the sale of these shirts, excuse me, go back to uh, veteran service organizations. Also, you're going to see some links for. Simper Savage salad dressing in the uh, Oscar Mike radio post. whether you're reading the website post or Facebook or YouTube. And you know, if you buy uh, use the coupon code in there and buy with my link, all the proceeds are going back to veteran service organizations as well. It's just a really good time for the show. And thank you for coming by. Got some cool guests and cool topics coming up. Want to check those out. Um, my name is Travis. Thank you so much. We are mission in flight.